Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. We'll all be flying higher than a jail. President Trump summoned the mob, assembled the mob, and lit the flame of this attack. You turn on the TV, look at the ads. When's the last time you saw biracial couples on TV? The problem is that the price of gas at the pump is now up about $1.70 since Putin began amassing troops at the border. And so I wanted you to react to what Cardi B is saying. <laughs> don't look to me to announce it. <laughs> I'm not going to announce it. I don't, th- I don't think we're going to have a recession. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of The Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 300. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. We're doing a little check-in today. We're not doing long-form interviews uh, with a number of uh, candidates that are running for office. Uh, in the next hour, for example, we'll do a check-in with Adam Laxalt, who we are supporting in Nevada. Uh, he That would be a huge pickup for Republicans. But as I've been telling everybody, if you look at the Senate races come November, and I, I know everybody's in barbecue mode, and it's uh, a summer Friday and the summer weekend, and hopefully you have nice weather where you live, and you want a January 6th hearing flop last night, as I predicted it would. Um, but it's going to be November sooner than you think. Now, Tuesday in Nevada, they have their primary. We're supporting Adam Laxalt out there. 
he absolutely can win that state. That would be a pickup state. I think Arizona is a winnable state. We had Brnovich on yesterday. Uh, I believe Marco Rubio will hold in Florida. I believe Ron Johnson will hold in Wisconsin. I believe Herschel Walker will win in Georgia. I'm ho- I, that'll be a tough race. But in North Carolina, Tim Scott, we have yet to see what's going to happen in New Hampshire. We're going to follow that more closely as time goes on. Uh, we're watching J.D. Vance's race in Ohio. We're watching what's going on in Missouri. Uh, Dr. Oz was officially named the winner yesterday after the recount in Pennsylvania. He joins us now. First, congratulations. And uh, secondly, uh, tell us what's going on on the ground now that we have an official candidate there. Well, it does feel good. People are excited, uh, motivated. Thank you for your support throughout this campaign. God bless you. And for the advice off the air, because it's coming in valuable, and especially now. Because the question is, how do you get the, the middle of the voting population, the independents, uh, the, you know, the powerful folks on the Democratic side who are conservative, uh, like the Catholics, for example, uh, who aren't really happy what's going on with the far-left agenda of Joe Biden, and how do you get them to vote the way their conscience tells them to, which is uh, go Republican? I think it's happening. And the clearest way of winning this is to give the math equation. You got Joe Biden, who's in the left, without question, governing part to the left of what he promised. In my case, John Fetterman, is uh, my, my opponent, is way to the left of Biden and pulling him further to the left for that reason. Oh, by uh, the way, he's, got, a, he's a Bernie Sanders guy, for crying out loud. Him. He said that he and Bernie were the two most progressive candidates in America, he's in favor of socialized medicine, which means you've got government between you and your doctor. And again, this is somebody that I can pretty clearly say is way to the left of people here in Pennsylvania, which is truly a bellwether. It's a purple state. But I think there are three things that are uh, that are coming up. And I, I mentioned them in my my first speech as the nominee last night. Uh, the, the, the first is that they, they don't like the fact that that Betterman is pushing Biden to spend trillions more when we have an inflation rate today. We get 8.6% increasing you know, at an annualized rate of, of over 10%. It's, it's a reckless thing to do. I won't let it happen. Number two is Betterman's not openly supportive of the natural gas industry. I'm for all of the above energy sources to drive down energy prices, which is the best way of reducing inflation. And finally, we, we've had the worst year and a half of murders in Philadelphia ever in our history. This weekend, we lost... You know, three more people with 11 more shot in, in, a, in a very public place, South Street, where I went, took my wife on our first date. And a Fetterman, who's on the parole board, says he wants to release one-third of all prisoners, including violent offenders, in the face of this murder spree. It makes no sense, and it makes them way out of touch with the public here in Pennsylvania. So I feel pretty good about where we are. So what is the state of Fetterman? And I, I mean this sincerely. I don't wish ill health on anybody. Um, what's what's the state prior to the primary? Apparently, he suffered a minor stroke. Is my understanding? He's had some medical procedures. I read a, a news article that said that his wife says he probably will begin campaigning or won't start campaigning until July. Um, it, it, have we gotten any information on how he's recovering? No. As a, as a doctor, I'm praying for his well-being, but I know. Uh, almost nothing because his current doctors, ones taking care of him, have not been allowed to speak or, or reveal anything to the press. So, I'm well, he would have to authorize that. I'm, I'm sure, course, right? Of course, he would, and that's the right thing to do. And I'm, you know, he's he's doing his privacy. Uh, as someone who knows the area quite well, uh, I understand why there are concerns. But I got to say, uh, Sean, I, I'm less concerned about his ability to serve and more concerned about what he would do if he was serving. Because decisions that he would make are not the ones that are best for America. 
And I want to keep emphasizing this uh, to, to everyone listening, but especially people in Pennsylvania. We have a clear and present danger. He will pull Joe Biden to the left. And if you think what he's doing now is good, then, you know, then you, you can vote for him. If you want to go further to the left, you got a choice. Everybody else, you got to be on my team. And I can keep going, by the way. So, you know, I can talk about the fact that he wants open borders with sanctuary cities, which he said openly. Um, and, you know, I'm for securing the border. He's fine with special interests dominating schools. I'm for parents choosing of their own schools for their kids and the values in those schools. These are black and white differences. This is not about two candidates that are cookie cutters of each other. We are diametrically opposed on all the major issues that worry Americans. So you got a Bernie Sanders guy. Uh, I understand he also wants to legalize weed. He has, supports open borders. He's against fracking. And he wants to bring the Democratic Party further to the left than it is now. Uh, and we see the consequences of their policies. Uh, we now are at $5 a gallon, the national average for gas, to be technically right it's four dollars and 98 cents same thing and another 40 plus year high of inflation it is killing the middle class there was an article that came out today moody analytics a while back there was a study by bloomberg that showed the average household is paying anywhere between 52 and 5700 more for the same products they bought a year ago because of biden's inflation Moody's broke it down a different way. They said the average American household is paying four hundred and sixty dollars more a month. I mean, that's close to, you know, six grand a month per family for the average person that commutes with their car. They're paying an additional at least two thousand dollars a year this year just for gasoline. Americans can't afford it. It's killing the poor. It's killing the middle class. It is killing people on fixed incomes. This is an unmitigated disaster. And sadly, all of it preventable. And you know, because you're from Pennsylvania and you know all of the natural gas there, we're the, we're the Middle East of, of natural gas. And we're not using it. It's a regressive tax. Uh, t- t- and there are folks who have been telling me literally over the last couple of days that they're canceling their summer vacations because they cannot afford it. These are people who work their tail off all year long, want to take their kids on a short vacation. They can't do it for the reasons that all that money you're talking about translates to the lost opportunity to live your life the way you want to live it. And here in Pennsylvania, it has an additional penalty, which is you're hurting people's livelihoods. You've got communities built on the honest realization that natural gas is the best way for our country to move forward to protect our environment. It's the opposite of what's being sold to us by Joe Biden and and John Fetterman, and yet they're blocked from doing that. So we're hurting communities, hurting gas prices, which is the number one thing driving up uh, inflation, hurting our national security, hurting our allies overseas, all because of ideology. And I have talked to the energy producers here in Pennsylvania. Unless Joe Biden takes their phone calls, literally he's not calling them back. Unless he's willing to signal that he sees energy as a national security imperative, which every world leader appreciates, and moves away from the ideologically driven belief that it's only the Green New Deal, which scientifically won't work, uh, then we're not going to have energy produced in Pennsylvania. And that hurts the entire country for the reason you stated. All right. Well, we have a lot to follow. This is obviously in Pennsylvania must hold seat for Republicans if they have any chance of taking control of the U.S. Senate, a definite winnable race there. Uh, This is going to be a choice election of all choice elections. Perhaps your election is going to be the biggest choice election in the country. Two very different governing philosophies. And um, I think in light of the the horrific results of New Green Deal socialism, John Fetterman's on the wrong side of all of it. But like you, I, I wish him well in terms of his health. I don't know him, but uh, I don't wish anybody to be sick. It's not fun. Uh, Dr. Oz, great to have you. Congratulations, and thanks for being with us. 
God bless, Sean. Take care. Thanks for all your help. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Kyle is in Tennessee. Kyle, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Glad you're with us. Hey, Sean. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm good, sir. Glad you called. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. I'm just calling in because I haven't heard anybody talking about when we do go back and start turning on wells or trying to produce. Because not only have the leases been canceled um, for the sales for exploration and new, but they've also been shutting in wells that wasn't producing enough. And when you go start start turning the wells... When the you start turning the wells back on, they're never what they was when they got shut in. So, like, if a well was making, say, 100 MCF, then you might get it at 75 or 80. Because once that liquid starts uh, stops flowing from the uh, formation up to surface, you basically can't get it back at that rate again. You're pointing out some things that are very important here. I've said that all these problems are preventable and they're all fixable. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in the one sense, it's going to take a long time to get back to where we were because of all the damage they've inflicted in the energy sector. So, for example, we could flip the switch to use Pete Buttigieg's phrase uh, and and turn back the clock and go back to the Trump policies how long do you think it would ultimately take us to get back to where we were in January of uh, of 2021? In my opinion, you're looking six months to a year. Wow. Well, and that's that a long is... time. But, you know, at least at that point, we'd have hope. Right now, there is yeah. zero. Ho- the only hope Joe has at lowering energy prices is if he can convince people that hate us to give us, you know, more energy at lower rates. And why would they? Iran hates us. He's begging Iran. The Saudis, they don't particularly love us either. Um, we'll talk about this this golf thing in a little bit. But um, it, they don't love us. OPEC doesn't love us. They want to make the most money they possibly can. They're taking full advantage of all this. And they all know that America, they're all thinking we're a stupid country. We're not a stupid country. We elect stupid politicians with radical agendas. Biden told us he'd do all of this. But we have some of the most brilliant people in the world, and yet some people, for whatever reason, get sucked in to this ideology, this philosophy, this belief system um, of socialism. And every single time we go down this road, we fail and fail miserably. The only good news out of that is there is an answer, and it's conservatism, limited government, lower taxes, less bureaucracy, energy independence. Uh, drill here, drill now, pay less, frack here, frack now, pay less, uh, secure borders, all of these things we can fix. And I think that it, in spite of me writing an entire book, Live Free or Die, America and the World on the Brink, predicting a lot of this happening, even I am surprised at the absolute speed at which they have destroyed the economy and the speed at which they have screwed up the, the world order with America leading the way. And we have now literally handed that over to the, the communist Chinese. And now we see unholy alliances emerging, China and Iran and Russia. None of this is going to be good down the road, I can tell you that. But anyway, I appreciate the call. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, have a great weekend. 800 
941 Sean is a number. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. busy phones chuck is in ohio chuck how are you glad you called sean it's a pleasure talking to you finally now uh, the pleasure is all mine I'm what's on your of, mind this friday i'm out of cincinnati i'm your friend willie cunningham sean hannity you're a great I american can... god bless you god bless america i want a full report <laughs> that's him <laughs> that's it I, he, you know so one day he's listening to the show he texts me he goes do i really sound like that and i go yep that's exactly how you sound <laughs> Uh, you should have heard him get stuck on his roof, but that's another time. <clears throat> so what's on your mind today? I'm calling. The reason I'm calling, gas could be a quarter of a gallon and inflation is still going to go through the roof. What people don't seem to think about is anything that gets delivered, it's either by truck, cargo ship, or a train. All three of those operate on diesel, and a lot of it. So with diesel fuel being 6 7 $8 a gallon, we're going to keep paying it through the roof for everything we want. Uh, let me tell you, I say this. Every day. Everybody is reminded every time you fill up your tank. Every single store you go to. Many of you will go to stores this weekend. Maybe you go to the grocery store. Maybe you go to Target. Maybe you go to Walmart. Wherever you go, maybe you go to Lowe's or Home Depot. I don't know where you're going. Every store you go to, you're paying more for every single product you buy. And now the other big part of the story is... You know, companies have no choice. They want to keep the prices as low as possible. So instead of getting 32 ounces, you're getting 28 ounces of your favorite drink. That, that, that's one way companies have been able to keep the prices steady. But you're not getting the same amount of product that you used to. I mean, it's, it's awful. I mean, and then the shortage problem, everything from, you know, baby formula, uh, we keep hearing from farmers there's going to be a shortage of food in the near future, probably sometime next year. Now talk of brownouts and blackouts and feminine products. We have a shortage there. I mean, we are better than this. That's the, that's the biggest problem here. And Americans are fed up. I, if this is not a wave election, I don't know. what we, we all might just need to pack it in, to be honest. But I never give up. Never quit. We can't. There's too much at stake. America's got to lead the world, and we've got to fix the economy and get back to where we were. We can do it. We will do it. We have to believe it. Uh, anyway, 800-941-SEAN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, oh, we will talk about this LIV uh, Saudi Golf League uh, at the bottom of the hour. I mean, 
people over at ESPN are just trashing all these professional golfers that have taken this money. Um, I wouldn't do business with Saudi Arabia, but we'll get into that. Maybe Linda will have a comment on it. She doesn't know much about sports, but it's not really about sports. Quick break right back. Your calls on the other side. Straight ahead. Continuing the mission of saving America as we return to the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN on number on this Friday. Thank God it's a Friday. I love Fridays. Linda, you love Fridays. I'm, I'm going to take a big risk here and ask Linda if she knows anything about golf. Do you know anything about golf at all? I know that a lot of people like to take off from work on a sunny day like this and play it. That <laughs> is me. what I know. Here I am. I'm working. I'm working tonight. Yeah, but too. you're yeah. here begrudgingly. You would be golfing too if you could. I I have golf maybe three times in in five years, you know, because work it just is all consuming. You know, you you think as the years go on, everything gets easier. It's just the opposite. This is this actually has a political component to it. So this is why I'm dragging you into this. Uh, Jason can weigh in any time. Katie's a big sports person. She can weigh in any time. But anyway, so there's this skirmish that has gone on, and you have a number of the top PGA players like Phil Mickelson, um, Dustin Johnson, um, others that are getting paid a huge amount of money because they have joined this tour with Saudi Arabia. Jason, you're familiar with this? Oh, yeah. Okay, so they got. Uh, there's some rumors that, that, that Phil Mickelson got as much as $200 million to do it. I assume Dustin Johnson probably got the same amount of money or somewhere thereabouts. There were reports they offered Tiger Woods, uh, what, a trillion, a billion dollars to do this? And apparently he said no. Anyway, so the PGA um, didn't suspend the Saudi 17 and all their future, you know, all the other people uh completely there might or because there might not be a pga at all um and anyway but the pga some of the bigger names in golf have been suspended over their participation in the saudi american what do they call it live live what is it live. liv golf international it's liv it? that much i yeah. know okay so whatever they're calling it i don't really follow it that closely because i don't have time to watch people hit a ball chase it and hit it again no offense to my friends that are avid golfers i play hannity golf which is Hit it in the woods, drop another one, and hope it goes straight. And uh, But anyway, I just don't have time to be a good golfer. I've, I've reconciled with the fact that I'm never going to be that good. Um, but with that said, it raises a lot of ethical questions here. Because Phil Mickelson in particular went on record and was very critical of the Saudis and what they did in the case of Khashoggi. And yet he decided to make the deal. I'm not sitting here judging them making this deal. But I've seen this in the political arena as well. All these consultants that run campaigns, what do they do in those non-election years? Well, you can look at people like Begala and Carvel and others. Well, they give speeches and oftentimes they will be campaign managers or consultants to campaigns abroad. And and we've seen this happen many, many times. Um and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. I've just looked at it from this position at my point in my life. Um, I don't want anything to do with Saudi Arabia. I don't trust them. I don't particularly like them. Um, I do believe they murdered this guy, Khashoggi. 
And I'm not saying like others that it's blood money. I'm saying that I just wouldn't want to do business with them. And but if they choose to, I mean, that's their choice, isn't it? What do you think? Linda? So this is a really interesting topic for me. So Jason and I were talking about this the other day in the studio and Jason posed an interesting question to me like you did. And he said, um, have you heard about this? Because, of course, I know nothing about sports, admittedly. Um, but, you know, I saw that there was a lot of news being covered and and I was like, well, what's the deal? And, you know, we were talking about the amount of money that was being offered and. I don't know any of these people. I don't know what their commitments are in life. I don't know how they live their lives or anything about them. I mean, I really don't. But I do think that if we're going to talk about this, then we need to talk about the NBA in China. And we need to talk about some of the decisions that are made there and some of the choices that people decide to pay attention to and when they decide to pay attention to it. And I think that if it can't work for some and not for all. You know, we kind of pick and choose what works for us, right? So Saudi Arabia is pretty widely known as having extreme cases of violence and discrimination and suppression of women's rights and gay rights and just a ton of human rights violations. Listen, only There's until no recently, women in Saudi Arabia couldn't drive. They're told how to they're told how to dress. They how must dress. cover. They're not allowed in public without a male relative. Uh, it is a, a it is a Sharia country. They practice their version of Sharia. And I'm just and I'm just not I, I in good conscience couldn't do it, but I'm not going to sit here and throw stones at people that for whatever reason, maybe their decision is they just want to advance golf and not be involved and that's in the, the politics of it. You know, there's a lot of people who work in sports um, who don't know anything about politics. I am a perfect example of the converse of that, where I work in politics and I don't know a whole heck of a lot about sports and, you know, and I don't pretend to. So I think that. When you're making a decision and somebody's like, hey, there's a whole new field of the sport opening up and it's going to be fantastic, but it's going to have, um, you know, a base in Saudi Arabia and that's who is going to be funding it. And, you know, you have to really start to question like, OK, so if they're able to pay or even offer to pay somebody a trillion dollars. I mean, then you have to start to ask, well, how do you have a trillion dollars? Where is that coming? Well, from? they have it from they we know where they have it because, of America's course, we stupid. do. Right, no, we and, do. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, we do, but maybe the other person doesn't. Maybe they don't. And so but, but, I just think it's a larger now here's, conversation. Now, here's an interesting dilemma, and it's not a dilemma for me. For me, it would be a no-go from the get-go. I want nothing to do with this country. I want nothing to do with a country that practices radical Sharia. I want nothing to do with a, a country whose leader uh, I believe was involved in the murder of a journalist. I want nothing to do with any of that. Now, but I'm also the guy that's saying that we shouldn't intermingle sports and politics, right? You know, here you have the greatest, the most unifying event, a football game. You have people of all backgrounds, all races getting together, high-fiving strangers. Uh, they're celebrating, enjoying in unity the sport that they love, the the home team that they love, uh, and and they're having a good time together. And the last thing that environment needs is politics dragged into it. Now, um. maybe for some of these guys, they look at it as an opportunity to advance the cause of golf. Many of these golfers also have not been too happy with the PGA and their rules and their regulations. So there's a couple of schools of thought on this, right? So I'm going to be very honest about my opinion. I would never work with a country like Saudi Arabia. I would never do a consulting gig in Saudi Arabia. I would not entertain work in a country that oppresses people so openly and avidly the way that they do. Um, I also think that there is, and this is my opinion, this is, I'm not saying that this is fact. Why are you giving all these caveats? Just say what is on your mind. 
Okay. Well, I just think that Saudi Arabia is a very anti-American country with a lot of anti-American sentiment, and I have no desire to watch anything affiliated with it, participate in anything in it. I'm a pro-America, all-the-way America kind of gal, and I just think that this is all wrong for all sorts of reasons. Um, but I just am very, um, I'm a little troubled by the fact that the same uh, uh, microscope is not applied when the conversation is about the NBA and its ties to China. And that's a conversation I think that could be taken further. You know, um, Jason, what's your thoughts on it? Because the people over at ESPN are scre- saying this is blood money. Uh, I don't care what the people at ESPN say. We, we got to make an exception. We care what Stephen A. thinks because we all like Stephen A. I mean, this is this is all about a huge cash grab for the athletes. I mean, so, some of these guys are basically like, I'm not here to play golf for 30 years. Like, I... Like, I want to play for 10, 15 years and retire early. So if they're going to make $200 million from Saudi Arabia, a lot of these guys are going to take it because it's easy. It's very, very easy. And as far as watching these things, like, you're but, not... But are you, you doing a deal with the devil in that sense? Now, you yeah, I think I think they know the exactly geopol- what they're getting into, but it's hard to say no when you're g- being given nine figures off the bat. Sean, Sean, if you don't get a birdie in one of these tournaments, uh, you make one hundred twenty thousand, and you don't get and you <laughs> and you make the cut. Like if you don't make, maybe I could play in the league. I'm joking. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, um, I mean, but it's it's and but remember this too, Jason, because we talked about this and things that I never thought was imaginable before Trump became president. All of a sudden, emerged uh, an alliance that I, wasn't possible, and that was between the U.S., Israel, the Saudis the Jordanians, the Egyptians, and the Emirates. And they were aligned against Iranian hegemony and the thought of Iran getting a nuclear weapon. Um, then, of course, all of that, you know, got disregarded after the murder of Khashoggi, which which damaged, I think it's irreparable harm that was caused to Saudi Arabia in terms of they didn't change their ways at all. Uh, but it seems so, they were on a path. I think you make an interesting point here, right? Because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Because we're all going to work together against the common enemy. Okay, fine. But I don't see any of these players saying, well, I want to do this because while I'm working here, making this insane amount of money that is going to afford me the opportunity to make real change. And I want to bring awareness to Saudi Arabia and maybe try to open a women's league and allow people to see that you can have these great, you know, um, opportunities and you shouldn't be held back because of the fact that you're a woman. That would be good for Saudi Arabia to do but it. But do you see, by, like, by the way, that, Biden but none of them launching- have said that. You know, Biden is now reaching out. The Saudis, you know, apparently turned him down, according to my sources. But anyway, he told, you know, Joe Biden is claiming he told the Saudis to pound sand because he wanted our new ally in the Middle East to be Iran, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in the world. First of all, anybody who thinks anybody who thinks that Joe Biden formed a complete thought, a coherent thought with the Saudi Arabian leaders and OPEC is dreaming. That man right, is not doing golf. anything. I'm sick of golf. But I, I, I will say this. Um, I, I'm very torn because I just think it's wrong to do business with them. Well, I, don't so, want, I, I think we had such a problem, problem with Saudi Arabia. Half these, half these LIV tournaments are in the United States. So they're they're doing this on our soil. So and we don't seem to have a problem with it. The right, only the only thing made, that they don't have is 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 any. None of the major channels are are showing any of these tournaments, so nobody's even going to be watching. 
Tiger Woods is in them. They'll play it. They'll run it. I promise you that. Well, I mean, uh, CBS or NBC or ESPN, they're not going to show it. They don't have any outlet to show it other than the Internet. We'll, we'll see. I mean, there's always other forms of streaming. There's a million competitors yeah, out there. Way, but, but the easiest way is, is on regular TV. I, and I don't C- disagree. And, those, but... and those, those channels are not going to turn against the PGA. All right, quick break. We'll hit the phones when we get back. 800-941-SEAN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. All right, to our phones we go. 800-941-SEAN, our number. Stacy in Maryland, Sean Hannity Show. How are you, Stacy? Hi, I'm fine, Sean. How are you today? I'm good. Glad you called. Good. Thanks. Thanks. I was just calling to comment on um, the show last night, the I'll call the premier of the January 6th committee. And um, I was debating whether or not to even turn it on. And I thought, oh, I'm going to turn it on and see it for myself. And then, of course, and hear all the commentary from other people, you know, Fox News and um, all the different shows. And I have to say that during that opening, I guess, opening statement from, is what is his name, Benny Thompson, if I recall correctly? Was he the one Yes, who, he's the chairman. Oh, yes. He's the chairman, right, right, right. So, but as soon as he started in on the slavery and the lynching and all of the usual, you know, comments, I, um, I turned it off. You know, I gave it, I wanted to give it a chance, and um, I pretty much knew what the... <laughs> what it was going to end up being. So so I flipped well, it what, off. What it ended up being and, was a big dud. What it ended up being was a colossal failure. They they had the nation's attention. Interesting, and I mentioned this earlier, Frank Luntz had students in front of him, 10 of them, and within nine minutes they were done watching. If they, and really? I knew if I'm they didn't surprised. come out of the box with something explosive, and they did exactly what David Axelrod warned them not to do, and that's mm-hmm. over-promise and under-deliver. It was so right, underwhelming. Um, right. To be honest, January 6th in the minds of the American people, I would argue, is now over. The ratings are in. Um, you know, every network covered it, and it was nothing near a Trump State of the Union address. It was like half. It was like 21 million people is the early estimate that, that I saw this morning uh, watching this on all of the networks combined. And it was pretty much every broadcast network, fake news, CNN, MSDNC, Every platform Fox News had, except for Fox News News itself. I mean, it just, it, there's not enough people. Amer- Americans have made up their mind about this. They didn't give us any new information. And should should Donald Trump have said what he said about Pence? I've said that before. No, I just, I've, he shouldn't have said that, in my opinion. Putting all of that aside, this is now, it, you know, when Liz Cheney admitted that they knew the intelligence was showing that the possibility of violence was real. And she admitted that. And then parsing her words saying, well, Donald Trump didn't call up the National Guard that day and ignoring what we have reported repeatedly that the Guard, the Department of Defense under Trump was begging them to, to, to take the Guard. Donald Trump authorized the use of the Guard. Now, not that day, but two days prior so it's it's frustrating that this is you know it, it look they had their shot they blew it it's over i don't think it's going anywhere anyway quick break we gotta uh come back we'll continue we'll get to your calls as well 800-941 sean is a number you want to be a part of the program i've got 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 